I'm accepting apologies in advance for making us do this, by the way, Nick. Making us do what? <laughs> what? This. Uh, it was Andy's idea. It was Andy's idea and he didn't even fucking turn up. I know! <laughs> <sighs> Despicable, oh, isn't it? Right. I was annoyed before, now I am furious. Hello and welcome to another Ballyhoo Labs Gamer Radio episode. Another another episode where we've been lumbered with talking about a film, a video game film. Uh, another one suggested by Andy. And this Luckily, time, this Andy time it's a good even... film. Yeah. We'll get into that. Um, <laughs> but there's another one, but Andy couldn't even face being on this episode. Uh, so... Um, clever girl. Um, I'm your host, Mark Hamer, as always. Uh, and <laughs> joining me tonight on the road to Viridian City is Rhyme <laughs> City. Like Mark that. Jazzy Ray. Hello, uh, hello, 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 uh, and our resident uh, Pokemon expert, Nick Case. Woo! Hello, hello. Um, yeah, if you hadn't guessed, we're talking about Pokemon colon detective pikachu or is it just detective pikachu i can't find a definitive answer on what it is um, i think it is, is pokemon it detective, is it detective pikachu, yeah, pokemon detective pikachu or pokemon colon detective pikachu i'm pretty sure it's or colon. Just says here on wikipedia pokemon detective pikachu is a 2019 but live action animated mystery it does film. but then the t- literally the title of the is of detective the, um, pikachu film it's just detective pikachu film but then the little sidebar is pokemon detective pikachu so I reckon mm. officially the name is Pokemon. This is like the when uh, nobody knew how to say Dragon Ball Fighters. That's it. When that game came out, Dragon Ball Fighter um, Z. Yeah, I'm trying to look to see if there's like an external link to the <laughs> official Detective Pikachu. Where here we go, official website. What does it say here? It says Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one of the many many things I didn't like about this film is the fact that no one could pronounce the word Pokemon properly. <laughs> they all said Pokemon. Pokemon, because it's American. Pokemon, America. Um, apart from Ken Watanabe, because he's a fucking pro. Yeah. Uh, right. So, uh, <laughs> reading from the Wikipedia, Pokemon Detective Pikachu is a 2019 live-action slash animated mystery film. Directed by Rob Letterman. Based on the Pokemon franchise, the film is a loose adaptation of the 2016 video game Detective Pikachu. Have you played that? No. It's one of those games I've always wanted to play. I know you haven't. (laughs) But I wondered if Nick had played it. I didn't even know it was a game, to be honest. As in, you know, Uh, Detective Pikachu. Uh, No, I didn't know it was a game. I didn't have a later DS, though. So I might have missed it. Fair enough. Um... Yeah, I knew it was a game. Uh, it was just one of those like weird. I just thought it was another one of those weird sort of like spin-off Pokemon games, like Pokemon Snap, or the you know the various like fighting games and 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 whatnot. There's, mm. there's a lot of different Pokemon spin-off games, and I just thought it was just another one of those. Um, weird that they took that premise and turned it into a film. I don't know if it's. It does say it says that it's loosely based on. Yeah. Uh, on, on the video game. Um. Just, it's the first live-action film based on a Nintendo game property since uh, the criminally misunderstood Super Mario Brothers back in uh, 
the nineties. Wow. Criminally misunderstood uh, or just badly Criminally misunderstood. No, criminally (laughs) misunderstood. The film is secretly a masterpiece uh, with Bob Hoskins and Johnny Legs. avant-garde masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, it's it's awful. Um, Mm. Bye, Nick. Nick took exception to that and just went, (laughs) dropped off of Discord. Hello? Did you hang up on us? I was my was my take on the Super Mario Brothers <laughs> film so bad, so nuclear no. that you had to leave. Um, Detective Pikachu. Okay, so uh, yeah, um, directed by Rob Letterman, um, who has not done anything of any note that I know of. Um, uh, Shark Tale. I never saw that. He did Gulliver's oh, Travels with Jack Black oh, in 2010. Shark oh, did Tales. He, the... he did Monsters. Oh, Shark Tales. He does a lot of Smith, isn't it? Yeah, saying that. <clears throat> I don't know. I never saw it. I never saw Monsters vs. Aliens. Never right. saw Gulliver's Travels. Never saw Goosebumps. Um, other credit. He was the color and lighting supervisor for the 1999 film Lake Placid, oh. which is one of the worst films ever made. <laughs> was, did you notice anything particular about the color and lighting, though? Um. Yes. Was it very colorful? No. Oh. <laughs> no, not really. It, I'm intrigued um, here, though. He's apparently working on a Beyond Good and Evil film with Netflix. Yeah, right. Oh, wow, great. So that will never, come, that never still, come out. That franchise is still definitely happening, right? Definitely. Beyond Good and Evil 2. It says it's, it's based on the first game, so... It's oh, the first game was good. Not being I don't know. Canned. Um, anyway. It stars uh, Ryan Reynolds as uh, Detective Pikachu, a world-class detective and exceptionally intelligent talking Pikachu whom only the, uh, the protagonist Tim could understand. Uh, Ryan performed both voice and facial motion capture for the character, and then uh, Ikuyo Tani provides the Detective Pikachu's normal Pika Pika voice yeah. for everyone else. That's a lovely little cameo. Um, and then he also... I know, well, actually, no, that's a spoiler. <laughs> well, if you listen to this, you've probably seen it, but whatever. Um, Justice Smith uh, as Tim Goodman, a former aspiring Pokemon trainer and insurance agent looking for his missing father. He is also Detective Pikachu's partner and the only person capable of hearing him speak. Yeah. Uh, Catherine Newton as Lucy Stevens, a junior reporter, is accompanied by a Psyduck. Uh, Suki Waterhouse as Ms. Norman. Um, uh, so blah, blah blah blah, a bunch of other people. Ken Watanabe as Detective Hideo Yoshida, a veteran Rhyme City police lieutenant and friend of Harry, who is accompanied by a snubble. <clears throat> a snubble. Snubble. Yeah. Um, Watanabe also voices own lines in the Japanese version. Uh, Bill Nye as Howard Clifford, Roger's father and the disabled visionary behind Rhyme City, founder of Clifford Industries. And I just want to make a note here. Ken Watanabe and Bill Nye are the only people in this film who I think the film is truly beneath. Oh yeah, yeah. Every, everyone but else also is up not. and coming. You know, I don't know. Like, everyone, everyone else is like, like, even Ryan Reynolds. It's like I can see you in this sort of film. He does enough trash, and he's usually the only good thing in it. And he is, is he just like Ryan, only... Ryan, Ryan Reynoldsing the Ryan, like the Ryan Reynolds shit out of it as well. He is just like it's... Ryan Reynoldsing the hell out of yeah, this film. It's exactly the most, Whereas the most like, Deadpool you've ever seen him outside of Deadpool. Yeah. But I mean, it's he's what he does in every film. Mm. Now. If you watch a trailer for any uh, Ryan Reynolds film now, he plays the same character. Yeah, uh, and he does it very well. He does. Um, Bill Nye and I Ken Watanabe are both are incredible actors. They are, but um, they like Bill Nye in particular. But both, is always is he's done a lot of trash. 
Oh, God. He's yeah. in one of the... He's in at least one of the Underworld films. Yeah. Um, Ken Watanabe is in a trans, at least one Transformers film. He's in... He's in the good Godzilla, but also the awful, awful Godzilla film as well. Oh, what, the Jumeirah Godzilla? Um, no, no, not that, not that one. No, we don't speak of that one. Um, <laughs> the truly awful no, the God- Godzilla film. <laughs> Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Right, okay. The second one. The first one, the Gareth Edwards one, 2014, very, very good. The second one, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, very, very bad. Um, and Ken Watanabe's in... Yeah, he's uh, so they've both been in some bad films. So I'd say that the film is beneath them, but also probably not. Um, to be honest with you, they are like when they come on screen, you like they're the ones you go, "Oh, these are actors." Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't think it was a particularly good performance from Bill Nye, though. No, he was phoning it in. Mm. So was Ken Watanabe, to be honest. Um, Rita Ora was in it, and I didn't notice. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. I, mm, yeah, I didn't I, notice. I, I knew she must have been some kind of pop star. I just didn't know who it was because of the costume. But I do that. Now, now and you also, say that, I, I now know. I know who exactly who it was. Yeah. And Diplo was in it as well, and I didn't notice. Oh. Um, do you know so, who I really did good. notice was in it? <laughs> who did you notice was in it? The taxi driver from Deadpool. Oh really? Was he? Yeah. Like, he was the main guy at the beginning when they're catching the Q-Bone. He's the guy that's like, oh, this would be a perfect Pokemon for you. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. The taxi driver yeah, guy. Sorry. And I was like, oh, at the start. oh, yeah, yeah. It's a Ryan yeah. Reynolds film. Of course, this guy is in it. Yep, After yep, Dead yep, Nice. And then just in the very beginning, and then you never yeah. see him again. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this film um, is, and this doesn't really say much. It's the second highest grossing video game adaptation of all time behind Warcraft. Fair play. Um, and I looked to look at the numbers. So uh, according to Box Office Mojo, the domestic gross for um, the Sets of Pikachu was $144.1 million. Uh, and then $288.9 worldwide, uh, international for a worldwide total of $433 million. Uh Respectable opening window, fifty-four million dollars. Budget of one hundred and fifty million. But the 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 hard and fast rule when it comes to uh, Hollywood films is you take the, um, you take the uh, opening, uh, you take the budget of the film, you double it, and you double it, Mm. and that's how much the film plus the marketing costs. It's not, you know, an exact science. Some films require more marketing than others, Um, but they marketed the fuck out of this film. Yeah. I mean, I remember trailers and posters everywhere for it. So I'm saying that they probably spent a good 150 million marketing it. So 300 million budget. Um, so they only made about 130 million profit on it. Oh, only 100 on the rough side. Oh, yeah, no. but that's not that's not in huge film, by, the film world. Yeah. That's just a box yeah, office. Yeah, exactly. That's just a, yeah, but I don't know if you're talking like box office returns when like Marvel films and Star Wars films and Transformers films are making a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah, I suppose yeah. Um, Four hundred million is not a huge amount, especially considering the franchise. I, I'd have thought it did. A, I would have done a hell of a lot more um, if it did less at the box office than Warcraft, which is not as Warcraft was quite loved. a. There we go. I that feel like sense. Warcraft people who weren't into games even watched Warcraft. 
Oh, they probably shouldn't have. They probably shouldn't have, <laughs> uh, but that's a discussion for another value, isn't it? Um, it is. But I feel like Warcraft had a bit more global reach and they were trying to make it just like, if you're into fantasy films, go and watch this. And, yeah. You know, whereas Detective Pikachu is very much... I think it probably got canned off as just like Deadpool for kids. Almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm surprised it's the highest grossing Pokemon film because it feels like it came out in a time when Pokemon still wasn't very big. 2019, it's before sort of, you know, the Let's Go resurgence and the new games. There was a gap in the games. Um, the popularity seems to have been going downhill in the UK at least for quite a while. Uh, like, mm-hmm. if you think back to when Pokemon was actually big in the early 2000s, and look at the movies they did then, they, they hardly make any. Like, they make the they make a lot of their budget back. But that's because they're animated films. Whereas, uh, for example, the first Pokemon film um, only made a hundred and something million uh, dollars at the box office. Uh, the first Pokemon movie, yeah, uh, worldwide box office, one hundred and seventy-two point seven million. Yeah, which is like the height of Pokemon's popularity. Rotten Tomato score of fifteen. Yeah, but the thing is, you got to remember that at that time, a video game yeah. movie was like. But but it wasn't a video a game. Rare, movie, really. A rare like, thing. It was, but also it was the time when, I mean, I was a kid then. I was I came out in nineteen ninety nine, so I was nine. Eight, but did they get like, like wide cinematic releases like that though? Yeah, yeah. this is it, right? Yeah. This is the point I'm trying really? to make is that like video game movies are not were not treated as you know but it, big what, things. My point that is, bring my point in is, money. It wasn't a video game movie because you watched the cartoons when went on TV, so it was just like yeah. going to see the cartoons at the movies, which it, which everyone. But did. again, and it was a kids thing. Now kids things are things that are marketed to adults. And that's the kind of big shift in films, right? So at that time, that would have been kids being taken to matinee performances of that because they like the cartoon, or, you know, and and the odd kind of like nerd. I mean, um, I'm looking at it here on Box Office Mojo. Its widest release was only three thousand theaters. Yeah. So like, it would have I been a really niche. It. it would have been a niche release <laughs> to a niche audience, right? Whereas now mm. you can release something like a Detective Pikachu and you know, get the, you know, get the gamer crowd, get the kind of slightly older crowd who've been brought up with Pokemon who are now want to take their kids to see something that they used to watch in the nineties and early two thousands, and all, all you, you know, it's just all this kind of stuff has way, way well, more I mean, broader appeal. I'm quite intrigued about this though because if I put this through an inflation adjuster, because twenty years ago, one hundred seventy-two million dollars compared to $433 million a few years ago, it's probably mm. about par, if not more. Mm. Yeah. Adjusted off for inflation. Budget of, uh, off, off a budget of... $5 million. Five, $5 million? Yeah, that's yeah, nuts. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's like crazy. Prof, like percentage profit is... That's bananas. I didn't realise it was a Toho film as well, though. Oh, there you go. I didn't they were all the old Godzilla films. Yeah, I didn't realize Toho did that as well. I'm looking at here, like the so Wikipedia categorizes um, <laughs> uh, these films are, are, are categorized completely separately under just Japanese films because they were all released in Japan 
and then localized into English and released in the West yeah. later. Yeah. Um, and they're all, it's like Pokemon the First Mooney, Pokemon the Movie 2000, Pokemon 3 the Movie, Pokemon Forever, Pokemon Heroes, and then a whole grip of Pokemon films that were only ever released in Japan. And you have to get way down the list before it's like Yokai Watch, which is basically another form of Pokemon. Yokai Watch um, amazing, by the way. I bought all the Yokai Watch games. They're just, it's better <laughs> Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, divisive. Um, yeah, anyway, I didn't want to get bogged down too much in um, in the box office stuff, but uh, um, yeah, a respectable return. I just thought it would have done better considering what sort of, how heavily they marketed it and what sort of, you know, um, how popular the franchise was. Um, when this was 2019, there'd been a big resurgence of Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go uh, Eevee had been released back then, I believe, right there. They were about in 2019. Mm. Uh, we're on the they eve came of out a new that proper... Year, maybe. Eh. Right, okay. Um, no, it was just the... came out that year. Later That's, on. Detective yeah, on Pikachu itself was up Pokemon. for like, um, Golden Joystick Award nominations and stuff like that. It was seen as a you know, yeah. pretty decent um, entry in as a Pokemon spin-off. Yeah, as well. Yeah, I do a lot of buzz around um, it. We'll quickly run through the plot, and then we can start talking about what we thought of it. Yeah. Um, I have some thoughts. <laughs> so, in the Pokemon universe, Tim Goodman is a 21-year-old insurance adjuster who gave up his dream of being a Pokemon trainer following the death of his mother and the estrangement of his and his estrangement from his father, Harry, a police detective. Um, Tim is contacted by the police of Rhyme City, a city where humans and Pokemon live together in harmony, and Pokemon battles are illegal. He's informed by Harry's friend, Detective Hideo Yoshida, that Harry was killed in a car accident. Tim goes to Harry's apartment to sort things out and meets Harry's police partner, a deerstalker-clad amnesiac-talking Pikachu who only Tim can understand. All others simply hear him say, Pika Pika. Tim accidentally releases a mysterious purple gas, R, from a vial he finds in Harry's office. Uh, they're then attacked by a party of IPOM, who become rabid under the gas's influence. Which, that bit, I'm not being funny, that... That bit in the film is terrifying. I don't care. That, it's like, you know, when you, you, when you were as a kid and you have that one film that you watch that's PG mm-hmm. or whatever, but has the one terrifying bit in that you take take with you through your entire life. Mm. Like yeah. that, that that bit with the iPod or whatever it is, are just, yeah, that's just absolutely like dark as hell. Scared um, the life out of me. I thought it was really silly that they called it, uh, or I thought like early on they called it R. The yeah. gas R, because there's like a kanji or katakana on it oh, that yes. looks like the letter R, but it's not the letter R. It's like kanji yeah. uh, letter for something else. But then later on, uh, Bill Nye's character calls it R as well. Yeah. So I don't know. What the fuck? I um, assumed it was to do with Team Rocket. Team Rocket, yeah. But it's not that R. It was like katakana. I th- yeah. I, I mean, I, I was under it the It was a Japanese letter like on the vial. Yeah. But look, it was a Japanese letter, but it looked a bit like an R, so I think that's why they... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, the pair escape, and Pikachu explains that after losing his memory following the crash, uh, he believes that Harry all, who also survived the crash as the police never found his body. They meet an informant of Harry's, a Mr. Mime, who directs him to an illegal underground Pokemon battle arena. Uh, the arena's owner, Sebastian, recognises Pikachu as the Pokemon who injured his Charizard in a previous battle and demands a rematch. 
He chooses, uh, doses Charizard with R, staring him into a violent rage. But Pikachu is too anxious to summon his electrical powers to fight back. Uh, while attempting to save Pikachu, Tim knocks Sebastian over and breaks several glass vials in his jacket, sending the arena's Pokemon into a frenzy. The arena is raided by police and Tim is brought to Yoshida, who reveals footage of Harry's crash, explaining that it is impossible for Harry to have survived. Uh, Tim and Pikachu are contacted by Howard Clifford, the founder of Clifford Industries, who uses a wheelchair and created Rhyme City as a utopia for Pokemon and humans. Howard reveals that he was Harry's last client and that Harry was abducted by a genetically engineered Pokemon called Mewtwo, who erased Pikachu's memory of the incident. He warns Tim that his son Roger is behind the creation of the Argas which he uh, requested Harry to look into. Uh, Tim and Pikachu recruit aspiring journalist Lucy Stevens and her Psyduck and travel to the abandoned genetic lab Harry it was investigating, and then the film completely falls apart. Oh, sorry, it doesn't say that there. Um, they learn that the lab's personnel had been experimenting on Mewtwo and synthesized R from its genes for their own personal use. They are then attacked by genetically enhanced Greninja and Pikachu is gravely injured. Tim begs a Bulbasaur to help Pikachu and it leads them to Mewtwo. Oh my god. Who heals Pikachu before being captured by Roger. Uh, Pikachu remembers that he helped Mewtwo escape from the lab and believes he was responsible for betraying Harry. Not trusting himself, he leaves Tim. <sighs> Pikachu comes across this is such nonsense. Um, <laughs> Pikachu comes across the crash site and, and finds evidence that it was Greninja, not Mewtwo, who were responsible for the crash, uh, meaning that Mewtwo had been protecting Harry rather than harming him. Back in Rhyme City, as its anniversary parade is beginning, Harry reveals that the captured Mewtwo reveals the captured Mewtwo to Tim, exposing himself as the true mastermind behind the Argas and the Mewtwo experiments. He then proceeds to take control of Mewtwo's body using a neural link helmet that places his mind inside Mewtwo while his human body remains in the wheelchair. He explains yeah. that Mewtwo can fuse humans and Pokemon, allowing humans to evolve as Pokemon can and become one with them, but this can only be done if the Pokemon is in a delirious state, hence the need for the R. But <laughs> uh, believe they might as well just called the gas MacGuffin. Yeah. Um, believing that, <laughs> believing that this should have uh, should be the future of mankind, Howard releases R across the city using parade balloons and begins forcibly fusing humans. The Batman, oh, the Joker solution both, in Batman. Yeah, um, including both Lucy and Detective Yoshida with their Pokemon. Uh, Pikachu summons his electrical powers to battle the Howard-controlled Mewtwo while Tim fights Howard's genetically modified Ditto, who has been impersonating Roger. The real Roger has been tied up and gagged by his father. Uh, Tim manages to remove Howard's helmet from his head, freeing Mewtwo from his control. Mewtwo restores the city inhabitants to uh, normal. Howard is arrested and Roger hires Lucy as a full-time reporter, vowing to fix his father's mistakes. Mewtwo explains that Harry had tried to save him from Howard and has helped him escape, but was attacked by the Greninja. Mewtwo had decided to heal Harry's wounded body while Pikachu had volunteered to have himself fuse his consciousness with Harry's to continue their investigation. The experience erasing both their memories. Mewtwo separates the two and Tim reunites with Harry in his human body. Tim decides to stay in Rhyme City and to become a detective and spend more time with his dick father and Pikachu. Yeah. What a lovely tale. <laughs> his right, dad's hey, a I dick. See you later. Enjoy yourselves. Bye. His dad is a dick, though, right? Yeah, it's just the right weirdest, the very end. It's the weirdest thing, right? It's like after he finally like solves the case and gets his dad's mind back in his body, and his dad's like, "Thanks, 
Um, here's your here's your bag with all your stuff. Get on the train. I'll see you in you know I'll see you in a few years. Yeah, his dad's a bell end. <laughs> well, you know that from the start. Because yeah. like you they, like it turns up to like when you turn up to your dad's you know your dead dad's house to have a look round and kind of you know get a few ideas of what's going on and you just see the state of the place and like he's left like twenty first birthday cards like written out but unsent just out open for like your son to find and things mm-hmm. like that and it's like everything in that whole entire flat is just like one big apology and you yeah. think you're just that like you could have just but that was also said one of this the, to him you know that was one of the big problems i had with the film is that they just did not bother to develop uh to lay in the, uh, any of the necessary groundwork, groundwork yeah. for the relationship between tim and his dad but i yeah it's just like you, you, you get a sense of, oh, he's a small town, you know, he lives in a small town, he's with his mum and his dad's left for whatever reason and you, don't, you never really know why but you kind of, you get the feel that he doesn't like the, like the dad and uh, but it's all very kind of very, very surface level. There's no kind of, you know, it, it doesn't go too in depth, right? You just get, like I say, you, you just get it from these little like, little hints here and there from like the environmental mm. storytelling and stuff. You know, it, it, like you say, it just yeah. never it never develops it in any way, shape, or form. Can I? Ask it's only you, actually Nick, the Pikachu that um, cares, like cares about him. As the um, Nick, as 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 the resident Pokemon um, expert, Hello. Uh, I've got a few questions for you that I've written down on my notes. You've, co- you've compiled some. I'll see his fire. Some notes. <laughs> compile some notes here. All right. Um, first of all, who is this film for? I think. The film is for um, children who are Pokemon fans and mm-hmm. people probably about my age who were Pokemon fans. Sure. Do you think it's a big crossover between those demographics and people who enjoyed Seinfeld? I don't know. Probably not. I've then never why is there a it, Seinfeld so. joke in it? <laughs> There's a Seinfeld joke in it. What, what's the Seinfeld joke? There's a joke? Seinfeld joke in it. It really jarred me when I saw it. When they first meet the reporter character and yep. her Psyduck, and the Psyduck's freaking out, Detective Pikachu's like trying to calm him down, and he shouts, Serenity now, Serenity now. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's I from an episode of Seinfeld. So I it? guess that's like, you know, in Disney, yeah. you know, in Disney films where they always put in some like adult humor and jokes yeah. for the parents. Jo- yeah, stuff yeah. for the parents who, yeah. That's what that is. But it's weird. Like, that's a joke from the. Oh, God. What, I'm trying to think what season that was. That was like one of the early ones. So that's that's a scene from Seinfeld. A joke from Seinfeld from like the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. But you see, like, you. The parents are going to be. You from... are the age that you could be a parent taking a child to see. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not making you feel young here, but you could <laughs> no. potentially be yeah. the age where you're taking your kid your to kid see this to film. See that. And you see that sure. joking like, ha ha, it's Seinfeld. And the kid's like, what's Seinfeld? And you're like, oh, I, I would have been the only person in the cinema laughing. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. That was that was just very strange. Yeah. Um, Tell you what was strange for also, me. Also, was when they turn up to... Go on, go on. It wasn't funny when Ryan Reynolds was shouting it. It is very, very funny when Jerry Stiller shouts it in the, in the original <laughs> show. But anyway, there you go. What was weird for um, me was basically as he turns up to Rhyme City... Me going, oh, that's Liverpool Street. That's where <laughs> I. Uh, that's Liverpool Street Station. That's the, yeah. the, uh, the, 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 all the bits that I walk through on a daily basis to get home. 
Yeah. Why is oh, he did they film f- it in London? Yeah, literally where I, literally where where I walk through the uh, like archway to get to Liverpool Street Station. That is where they filmed a lot of those um, city sections. Yeah, it's so, legendary. Yeah, it was legendary pictures who are based in the UK, and I think they did a lot of like the Fantastic Beasts yeah. stuff. Um, so yeah. yeah, a lot of similar locations. But it's just weird, like watching him in, walk uh, through one um, archway. So he, what he does, he walks in, he walks through an archway into what would be the top of Liverpool Street Station, only to then the next, literally the next cut is him walking back past the alleyway he's just walked into to the police building that's behind him, which is actually a financial building for UBS, I think, UBS Bank. So he mm-hmm. walks through He walks through an archway and walks past the same archway in the same movement. It's the weirdest, weirdest thing. <laughs> and then there's like the gherkin yes. in the background a couple of times. I don't know if you noticed that. Like there's a couple I'm of times where it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just so weird. It's all that part of London. And then they've just like CG'd the rest around it. It's really weird, all in the parade and stuff. Uh, and then a lot of stuff was filmed in Denver, Colorado as well, by the yeah. looks of it. Uh Oh, it's so, filmed, apparently. Tim's, is it Tim? Yeah. Tim. Tim from the office. Tim's mother's died, yeah. hasn't she? Yes. Yeah, it, it, there's a bit of a, a moment. Did you like the... Dad's the, house the, when he says that. So the Pokemon nerd in me really enjoyed the subtle hint at that really early on. So in one of the first scenes, Tim, uh, Tim's friend and Tim are going to try and catch him a Pokemon. And the Pokemon that Tim's friend finds for him to catch is a Cubone, and he said it'd be the perfect Pokemon for you. There is, in Pokemon lore, uh, Cubones are like these little dinosaur-type things that have a skull, wear a skull. The skull yeah. is the skull of their mothers. Yeah, um, he, he they say that, something he? He said, about yeah, he, that. He says something about so, that, doesn't he? About like, oh, he says yeah, something about dead relatives. Dead relative, yeah. wearing the head of your dead relative or something. Yeah. 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 I quite liked that as a, as a little nod. Yeah. Yeah. There were a few little moments in it that I thought were like cute little jokes uh, after the um, traditional scene where the two protagonists uh, like have an argument and go their separate ways. Um, mm. De- Detective Pikachu crying, s- crying whilst also singing the theme tune to the, de- the Pokemon TV show. That was, yeah, that was the saddest film in any Pokemon. No, actually, in, in yeah. okay, that's one of the saddest films in Pokemon I've ever seen. It was that was heartbreaking. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I found that very funny. I like that. Um, <laughs> I'll say that, to be honest, that the only thing that works in this film is Ryan Reynolds. I think the the, the Pikachu performance is, is brilliant, yeah. but, I like, but I like it because but, it's such a juxtaposition to what you would normally expect from a Pokemon film. But it is... But also... Because this whole film Pikachu. is quite dark in places. Yeah, uh, it is. What you would think is a kid's Both film. Both thematically they, they went there and visually. It. Yeah. Like I think they decided, right? That's that's where we're going to go with this. We're not going to be all sort of, you know, candy candy canes and you know, lovely sunsets, like, like lovely mm. skies, blue skies. It's you know, yeah, like a bit of a dark memories and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, I have a question though. Um, how much more would you have enjoyed this film if the internet had got his way, got its way? Sorry, uh, and <laughs> Detective Pikachu had been voiced by Danny DeVito. He would have done it. Oh no, he would have done it. He but absolutely there's... would have done it. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's it's a different type of wisecracking, I suppose, and it would have given mm. him a way more different feel. Plus, would you have then would have had made... Danny DeVito suddenly appear at the end? I tell you what, it would have made it would have been uh, a lot more plausible than. Ryan Reynolds is this guy's dad. <laughs> I looked okay. up their relative ages. Yeah, and uh, and Ryan went when. Um, no, uh, I'll, I'll give you that because you think it look, you look when at Kate Justice Watanabe Smith was, and how old he sort of seems as a you know a, a grizzled detective. Like you could see, you know, you could definitely see like Danny DeVito as the kind of grizzled detective. Yeah, yeah. You know, but also, um, well, I looked at it when, when Justice Smith, who plays Tim, was born. Um, Ryan Reynolds was nineteen. Yeah, um, it doesn't. He does not look old enough to be Tim's father. Um, but then it would have been. A lot, it would have made that final scene a lot funnier if he finally gets to meet his dad and his Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> like I would a twins have really, moment. Really enjoyed that. Like a reverse twins moment. That. Yeah, exactly. I would have loved that so much. Yeah. Um, I th- I don't know. I think I would have enjoyed it more. I don't no, know. Yeah, um, I, I, I but Ryan Reynolds did a very good job. I think, like you say, I think he did do a very good job. And like, there's a lot of kind of the like you say the sarcastic humor and stuff. Just it works, and it's again, it's not what you're expecting. A lot of this film is like what you're not expecting from a Pokemon film, and they take it to a level that isn't what po- the rest of Pokemon is. If that makes sense, mm. it's not all sort of very clean and okay. Let's go and get some monsters. Okay, we will. Oh no, there's some bad people. Ah, you know, it is very kind of like, come on, kid, we got to go and do this. And you know, you you almost killed me and you gave me a scar. And we're gonna have a fight. And it's all a bit darker and edgy and but in a not in a really cheesy, stupid way. Mm. And I, I just thought they got the balance of that really, really, really right. You know, like with the report, the report at no point do I ever like she. She's the cheesiest bit of that entire film for me. Like she just there's nothing believable about her whatsoever. I never there's took like, just didn't take to her at all. Any of the characters. So like, so Bill Nye's character is what. What what is his thing? Is he is he is he does he have like a massive, like, Pokemon fetish or something? Basically, he he's a he's Pokemon? a like cipher for like Richard Branson, and mm. like he's gone off and he's been on an adventure and he's come back and he's communed with the Pokemon, yeah, and like we just I've, what I've just realised is like we've just got to if we just live with Pokemons together in harmony, we can like change the world, yeah. And yeah. like he's using his massive corporation that's probably you know ripping down parts of rainforest to kind of help that. Yeah, help that is vision, that before right? or after he started, before or after he sued the NHS? I yeah, this remember. is it, right? But I th- yeah. I think that's what it is. It's like a a bit of a kind of you know, which is such a good a Bill Nye role. Yeah, he plays yeah. that role. And that's why I think it, that's why I think that works. I think he works in that perfectly, especially when you get you know when you get the twist, that twist ending. And he is actually evil and kind of takes over the Mewtwo and stuff. Like that's believable, you know, that he could he could hoodwink everyone and he, he had, did have this like sort of, you know, un- dark, again dark underbelly. It's like this run this thing that just runs through the whole film. Like you always think it like the son is always portrayed as the the shit who you think it's going to be the one who's going to, you know, um, turn on everyone and. Actually, it turns out that 
at the end, he's the one who's like who helps out and gets changed and changes his ways. And you know, it's, it's, there's there's some really good little you know bait and switches in that in that ending with those characters. Hmm. You know, I thought that was really really well played personally. For for a film like this to get that right is quite difficult. You know, because you can ham that up and and get it so badly wrong. That's what I think, anyway. Like I said, I really like this film all the way through. It's just there's just little bits that I just feel just needed all over this film. There's just little bits I feel like they needed just tightening up. Like I think they went for speed and pace because it's a kids' film to really crash through it. And I think there's something interesting needs to happen every five minutes. Yeah, and I think that there's a couple of times where they could have just slowed it down a bit and actually made, like you say, about the mum and the dad, and you know, made a bit more of that to really juice it up for the end they, yeah to be honest like i was kind of enjoying it while during like the early parts of the investigation so the whole a lot of people got quite upset with the mr mime scene i like seeing that. a real life I mr mime really i really enjoyed that scene yeah. i liked that they played into the fact that like uh, the mr mime like not only can it see the barriers but they really exist and i'm like pretending to douse it in petrol and yeah. like a, I mean, a that's what I mean. and everything and it's that, freaking that out. darkness like, of like, like we're going to set Mr. Mime alight with petrol. Yeah. Like, what yeah. other kids' um, film are you ever going to see that in other than maybe like Gremlins? Exactly. Uh, I liked the sort of underground Pokemon fighting Fine. ring. Yeah. Um, that was quite enjoyable. I enjoyed um, as well the just how much world building they managed to squeeze into this film. Like, like we just said, it, it's such a fast-paced film. But there yeah. were just the the shots where they're walking through the street like the streets, mm. and there's like Charmander's being used to like uh, cook on walks. Did you notice yeah, that? Like street yeah. cooking Charmander's street tail is yeah, like cooking street stuff, food yeah. and things like that. And uh, just the amount of world world building, little things like that, that they managed to squeeze in. Um, I did notice as well when they went to the um, the news studio thing mm. where he was shooting with the. the uh, commercial i guess no. uh there, there was a there was a subtle little ditto at the at the end of that scene that i noticed which oh, right. may mm. or may not have been like a bit of foreshadowing, foreshadowing. yeah mm. how did we the, feel about the realistic life um like life realistic kind of pokemon you know obviously okay. going down that so route this of, is this yeah. is the point i wanted to come on to right because um the moment that they, uh, uh, the moment the film fell apart for me, coincided with one the moment where they leave Rhyme City, yeah, and go out to the weird science facility, yeah, yeah. and also is the bit where um, the only point where I was like, I really do not like the sort of real life Pokemon yeah. thing. Up to that point, I thought they'd worked fine, even like. Some of the creepy stuff, like the liquid tongue on the bus, on the train, yeah, um, and all that stuff. <laughs> Absolutely no problem with that at all. Um, now, a lot of like Pokemon designs uh, work very fine in like a two D, um, you know, hand hand illustrated, yeah. Yeah, that sort of uh, setting. They they work fine, and like some of the elements of Pokemon physiology kind of work in that way uh when i first saw a greninja <laughs> with a flapping flesh scarf yeah 
I got really upset. Yeah, that's that's some kind of weird. And then there like, were loads of them, archer. all with their all with their flapping flesh scarves. Yeah. It's mm. like, because it's not a piece of clothing it's part of them yeah but it's like a it's like a you know um a ninja scarf sort of thing yeah. but it's like flapping but it's also flesh and i that really upset me and i really did not like that <laughs> and that whole it. sequence of the film also completely that I, I like i went cross-eyed and started to get a headache um there's lots of like when they when they get out of the facility and then there's like an entire mountain turns out to be a Pokemon. Yeah. And there's that whole like, action there's like sequence. There's three of them, isn't there? And yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I hated it. that bit was definitely the low bit of the film. And then mm-hmm. the Bulbasaur's come and save it all. The problem is, is that... Sure. The, like, there's, what, like, what can you... Like, they've got to go to the facility because obviously you foreshadowed it at the start. Yeah. But then to then go back and do essentially the same thing again in the middle of the film... You know, you're just showing the same scene again, almost to to a degree, and it's like it's a clinical facility that, like, that can be done really well if you kind of like film it really tight and, you know, it's it's all very claustrophobic and but it never feels like that. It just feels like they sort of wander in with a, you no, know, without <laughs> you know, oh, I've got a key card and we just get in and like sort of walk through the corridors, get to the thing we want to see. Yeah, you know, it never feels like there's any danger or peril. You know. And then all of a sudden they're like being chased around and all hell's breaking loose. And you just think, well, where the hell's this come from? This has just been yeah. done to have a big sequence in the middle. It never feels like I it's didn't a, like it at all. It's earned. I really yeah. didn't like it. Yeah. Everything up until that point felt almost like a like a um, a weird Pokemon twist on a kind of cool film noir concept. Mm. It was like. You know, um, in it starts off in like a dimly lit, you know, uh, neon neon lit from the outside sort of office space, and you, you could you could almost have it like, a, you know, a, a, a damsel in distress wanders into the office, and that's the the, the beginning of a case. It, it had a very film noir feel, mm. and then the moment they leave Rhyme City, that all goes away. Kind of, it completely goes away. It comes, yeah. it, comes it actually becomes a, a completely different film. You know, it becomes a Jurassic yeah, and I didn't World, like which it. Come, becomes a, you know, like, like a like one of those kind of Jurassic Park spin-offs. At that, funnily point. enough, Justice Smith was in Jurassic uh, World. There you go. Uh, the second one, but yeah, it, it, it's just that whole bit. Just kind of, it, it was a terrible link. The terrible yep. link between that. They had the end and they had to start, and that middle bit just yeah. They just didn't know how to kind of get that right, I don't think. Mm. Hmm. But, yeah, it's a shame. Flapping flesh scarves. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, I also got really distracted. You know the bad guy's son, but not actually the son. Milo, uh, the um, uh, the ditto as his son. Yeah. Yes. Um, he really, really looked like a sort of 2016 era Milo Yiannopoulos, if you remember him. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. you were going to say that. I could not stop. I was like, no, no, it can't be. Because like, I was like, they did not, they didn't put him in the film, did they? For a second, I was like, is that Milo Yiannopoulos? That's a stunt. Um, do you know what he's doing these days? Oh God, isn't he? Do you know how far he's fallen he's on from grace? He's on a QVC type thing. He was on a QVC style show. But it's like a Christian one selling little statues of of Mary. <laughs> That's what Milo Yiannopoulos is doing now. Nice. Yeah. Couldn't happen to a nicer, nicer guy. guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I forgot to so, mention, yeah. um, I really, really like the appearance of Magikarp. Yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, and then, like, I, I love Magikarp. But, but I love yeah. the fact that like they even slate him and go, Magikarp's are rubbish, they don't do anything. Yeah. Like, you know, I love that. Magikarp's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, but that transformation is, is incredible. Yeah. Like, when that, when yeah. That, all, that all kicks off. In the, uh, yeah, in the, that, in the all that stuff I really enjoyed. Not the CG um, in this is really well done. I've got to say, like, I, yeah, I, I really, you know, I bought into it. You know, really, it's the back end. It. Yeah, it's from that moment they leave Rhyme City on uh, all the way through the facility. Uh, when they go back to Rhyme City and there's the big parade and everything and the big, you know, explosions and well, the, fights the, the, and the, whatnot. The saw that it can't, they can't understand him and the kind of, you know. Communion with the that, that was fine. I liked that scene right up until he starts having a conversation with the Mewtwo, and I didn't. I don't know. That was a bit weird. <laughs> that was but, a bit odd. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, Nick, yeah, talk to us. Talk to us about. Things. Come on. I mean, it's a very really simple film, film, isn't it? You? I really like. I. Do you know what? I let me see what I rated it on Letterbox because I went to the cinema to see this when it first came out. Not on the first day. That'd be a bit. You know. Insane. You were there knocking uh, on the door. Come on, let me in. No, that was, me going to see, uh, that was me going to see the X-Files film in 2008 on the first day. <laughs> the first showing, the first day. And there were two people, including me, in the cinema. Oh, wow. Um, so I gave this film four stars, which in hindsight is very high. I think Generous. this is a six or a seven, a push out of ten. I think this is completely for nostalgia. Um, it's a very simple film. You can understand it. You can just watch it and have fun. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have to think too hard about it. There aren't any great performances in it. It's not going to win any best acting thing uh, awards. Oh, did you know what? I didn't. Having said that, I don't. I don't think Tim does. A, the guy who plays Tim does a bad job as a as a protagonist. I think he's trying to be no. Will Smith light, but. You know, the problem is, um, if you look at like his character in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, which is probably the biggest film he'd done up until that point. I think that one was before Detective Pikachu. Pretty sure it was. Um, yeah, it was. He's the comic relief, mm. and you can't have the protagonist be the comic relief. Yeah. No. Yeah. Especially when the co-protagonist is also the comic relief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've got yeah. Admittedly, yeah, like you say, both both the main characters, yeah, are yeah, yeah, yeah. They well, that's the thing. I mean, you don't take rea- it completely seriously. Realistically, you watch this film for a bit of nostalgia. You watch it to see Ryan Reynolds play Pikachu and just yep, crack funny line one-liners. I particularly mm-hmm. my favorite is when he orders a coffee quite early on when when it. <laughs> When they're sat in the, in the coffee bar, coffee, yeah. when they sat in the yeah. coffee bar saying like, oh, you're a caffeine addicted, you know, Pikachu. And then he just, I can't remember exactly what it is, but he's like, you know, one more extra shot, black as night. Thank you, sweetie. And that line is just perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. You know, just. He is basically playing PG Deadpool, uh, Deadpool though. Yeah. But yeah. That, that, which is like, he's kind of that's, what, that's right his now. shtick now. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does now. If you see, I, I saw the trailers for whatever. He's in some new Netflix film. Um, I can't remember what it's called. 
uh, and I, I just watched the trailer. Well, it, it was not a trailer. It's, you know, when you when you hover over something on Netflix yeah. and it shows you a clip from it. Mm. Um, it was him cracking wise with some some woman, and it's like, oh, that's just that's just the character he does now. Yeah, you know, and he's very very good at it. Like certain, it's like uh, Danny McBride always plays the same character, mm. but he's so good at it. Like you wouldn't ask him to do anything else. Um, and in that respect, he does it very. He does a he does a very good job of it. I I, I wonder how much of uh, Ryan Reynolds was really good as Detective Pikachu played into Chris Pratt will be really good as Mario. Well, this is it. How much of that thinking went on? Yeah, maybe. Um, Chris Pratt is not Ryan Reynolds. He's he can be quite funny. He was very funny in Parks and Recreations. He was pretty funny in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, I think I've had quite enough of Chris Pratt at this point, though. But then again, he he's even everywhere. in those he kind of plays the lovable dumb guy. Yes. I don't see Mario as a lovable dumb guy. No, that's Luigi. Yeah, he should be Everybody Luigi. But Luigi, Luigi exactly. Uh, he'd have but to then turn you also you don't more. see like you don't see Mario as the wisecracking, you know, Ryan Reynolds type either, right? Yeah. So no, I see him as a friendly, happy Italian plumber. Yeah, <laughs> that one's Jovi, Danny just a jovial chap. Yeah, yeah. Give yeah. should have given that one to Danny DeVito. Give it to like oh, see, no, Gino DeCampo or something. No, you give know it to I mean? Danny DeVito. Kind of have, it, have it as like a throwback to like Lou Albano in the original TV series. <laughs> hey, paisans! You know, be really. I really quite of... like the idea of it being Gina DeCampo. <laughs> <laughs> if my mother had wheels, then she would have been a bike. There you go, Mario. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Um, but no. Did like... you know he got um here just on a little detour? Did you know he got arrested when he was younger? Really. Yeah, um, he broke into um, Neil Young's house, the singer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. Weird. Hey, well, not Neil that? Young. Paul Young? Paul Young would be Something Paul Young. Young. Yeah. Paul Young, not Neil Young. Not. <laughs> Everywhere <laughs> I lay my really hat, weird. that's my home. Gino DeCampo was just in Canada and broke into <laughs> Neil Young's house. No, Paul, he broke into Paul Young's house. That was it. Okay. Uh, I can't remember if he did time for it or not, but that's weird. Before he was a chef, he was a, <laughs> uh, he was an a interesting burglar. Boy. Maybe he learned to cook in the prison kitchens. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if he did any time or not, but um, anyway, <laughs> this is, we'll, we'll stop talking about Gino no. DeCampo now. Um, I would love to know how much they paid Bill Nye to be in this film because he does a lot of trashy mean. films yeah. but he I always loved the um, uh, I can't quote it verbatim but uh, when someone asked um, Michael Caine about Jaws 3 or Jaws yeah, 4, 4 whichever one of the Jaws yeah. he was in and he said uh, have you seen it and he said I haven't seen it by all accounts, it was a terrible film, but I have seen the house it bought. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was going to say the same thing. Like, I would love to know what Bill Nye had had to buy. At you know, that the, then made him go, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. You know, I, I need the money for yeah. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It's either that, or I don't know. Maybe it's like I've got grandchildren and they love Pokemon. I don't know. I, th- so I, th- I should be in a Pokemon film. I do think Bill Nye does quite enjoy playing certain types of character. 
he didn't look like he was enjoying this one. <laughs> At least when he's in Underworld, he can like proper chew the Ham scenery up, and go yeah. over the top. He doesn't do anything in this. He sits in a wheelchair for a bit, and then an army of digital artists animate Mewtwo with his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like you can see him hamming it up a little bit in the kind of early bit where he's like, a, you know, going on about communing with Pokemon and stuff. Like, yeah, that was kind of his kind of... only uh, like bit where he could really let his acting let... flow. I think. Yeah, like his his style go. Yeah, I think as well. Yeah. Th- for him, th- the script wasn't great. It was very um, nah. obvious, but it is. I, pretty. But much then again, most kids, of the film it? isn't about him doing any heavy lifting. It like he's no. got to come in, ham it up for like a couple of scenes, and then like basically. But he doesn't even ham it up though. End. That was the thing. It was like, he doesn't even ham it up. And, like, Ken Watanabe does, like, absolutely nothing in it at all. I can only presume that, again, he was in it because he's got grandkids who love Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and the opportunity to be in a Pokemon film was there and, you know, paycheck or whatever, for not really doing much. He was probably on set for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, I don't imagine Bill Nye was on set for much longer than that either. But neither of them get to <laughs> ham it up. And Ken Watanabe doesn't do ham. But Bill Nye can oh my god he yeah. can munch some scenery if he's given the opportunity and they didn't give him the opportunity no, no. he could have gone full on villain and but he, he doesn't get that, to the, the son does like the guy who plays the son i haven't got his name milo yiannopoulos yeah he, like he, he really he's really chewing some scenery at certain points in the you know in the adverts and all that kind of stuff mm. and yeah. around the tv studio and definitely at the end like there's parts mm. at the end where you're, where I was like, like it reminded me of old like eighties like teen like teen comedy films, you know. Yeah. Was- um, I will say one bit I did quite like at the end was like while all the nonsense is going on with Pikachu and Mewtwo outside, I quite liked the little fight in the office between Tim and the Ditto. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea that like it can imitate all aspect any aspect of any living creature except the eyes. Yeah, that's it. And so there's still that's like the little tail. dots. Little dots, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. And so it was like, it turned itself into a Charizard, but it's like little tiny dot eyes. Mm. Um, that was always the tail. It turned into the reporter, and she's got little tiny eyes. Like, yeah. Yeah. That that's was why always, always the tail that they carried over from the, the original anime as well, because that's this what happened in the anime with Ditto. Yeah. yeah. And I, I liked that. You can tell it's made um, by Pokemon fans, I think. The, the, yeah. the attention to detail and the, and the care that's gone into it. Um, it's quite good as well that it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's pushing Pokemon in your face. It's very it, much. No. I think it learned a lot of lessons from like something like a Wreck It Ralph that you know where they're throwing in. There's loads of little references all over the place in, in the background. Yeah, that, you know, like true like big fans will be well into, but like, yeah, people like myself will only pick up on like a quarter of. It's you know? it's probably quite a good intro to Pokemon for some people. Mm. Sure. Uh, I just found out that uh, there's a deleted scene with uh, Rob Delaney in. No, right. So uh. that's a shame. We could have had a Rob, bit of Rob Delaney in it as well. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Overall, though, like that for someone like myself who's got a very, very part, I'm like beyond the age group that would have played Pokemon, passing interest on it, probably played like one or two games. But actually, just likes the aesthetic of it, and you know, like, just likes how it kind of looks in a, in a vague sense. I like, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Like you say, the, the middle bit kind of gets a little bit silly, but I actually like tonally, 
and as an overall piece like i thoroughly enjoyed this and like i said i've watched it about three or four times admittedly like you know under duress with my son but <laughs> you know there, there are there are there's a lot to like in this film and i think there's more to like in this film than not if that makes sense yeah mm. yeah i agree with you on that Apparently, in January 2019, months ahead of the release of Detective Pikachu, Legendary Entertainment announced that a sequel was already in development with Oren Uziel signed on as the screenwriter. However, on May 3rd, 2021, Justice Smith said on the sequel, I think we just have to bury our hopes. I don't think it's going to happen. I really hope so, though. Mm. Um, I mean, it made a healthy profit, and I'm sure it continued to go on and sell lots of copies well, on DVD. Is, right, Afterwards, you've got to think that Nintendo... And the Pokemon company must be thinking, right, let's see what the Mario film does. Right, and if there's if we can generate any kind of audience for that and I make think. some some kind of money out of the back of that, maybe we can then do a Pikachu too. But you know but the problem is is that like what is the screenplay for that? Now that Yeah, that's the problem know, now that now that it's that burnt story, the bridges at the end of it, right? It's very much a one yeah. one and one and done, isn't it? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the other issue they've got is the um, it's almost like the Home Alone problem where if they want to make a sequel actors get older and you know considerably looking older when but the thing is you could do age. this with different people and a different Pikachu you know or a different whatever but if you're going to do that it's not Detective Pikachu then <clears> is it it's, it's a different Pokemon film yeah I suppose because mm-hmm. Detective Pikachu let's face it it is um, at least Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu and yeah, um, whatever his name is, Tim. Yeah, Justice Smith. Justice Smith. Mm-hmm. Justice. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. I think they probably did just make this as a one and done, and kind of just thought, right, that's it. You know, the game. The game is a one and done. This is a one and done. Right, it's, it is yeah. what it is. And it and it did well enough for them to be like, right, let's make a Mario film. But that's yeah. it, right? Maybe this was the test case. Maybe this was the mm. test case for that Mario film. You know. Yeah, and also maybe to a to a certain degree, Sonic. As I was well, going to say that, that was you would have already Sonic. in production, though. Yeah. I think more than anything, though, the Sonic movie was probably the kicks kicker for the Mario movie because mm. Nintendo can't be outdone by a hedgehog. Yeah, this is it, right? No, exactly. <sighs> um, the Sonic film came out. That came out just before yeah. COVID, didn't it? The following yeah, the time yeah. of recording, when the Game Awards is just about to come on, and they're talking about they're doing the trailer for Sonic yeah, movie. The second one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh God. By the time it might be a Mario trailer too. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. So, would you watch this again if you were given? given the chance like if you, if this was on you know over at the in-laws or something would you stop and watch it or would you skip it and w- walk on I by I really can't imagine Zoe's parents watching <laughs> no, Detective me. Pikachu but um, I mean I probably I, I might consider showing it to like my niece when she's a bit older right yeah um, although it's got I don't know she'd have to be a fair bit older because there's, there's some quite dark stuff in there like I say that, that, that um, there's a couple of like really dark fights in it and well I'm talking oh. about just the general vibes of like dead parents and stuff like that <laughs> yeah fair uh, that's probably not a good idea to show a kid yeah uh, but um, 
I, I don't think I, I, I'm not, I'm not in a rush to go and watch it again, again myself, to be honest. I really kind of enjoyed the first half. Yeah. I can um, see why. And then, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see why. Like you say. Of all the um, video game films that we have watched, uh, it's, um, <clears throat> I've enjoyed some others more for how like batshit insane and how terrible they were. Should we do like a um, ranking? And then there's been a, of all the films we've done, well, uh, yeah, I'd like, say top five. I top, mean... Does this hit the top five? It's yes. got to. Yeah. How many of the we... ones that we've done, yes. Yeah. But it's 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 for a different reason. Like, um, the Hitman films were were entertaining for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Um, <laughs> so bad they For good. example. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I kind of... I, yeah, I, I genuinely enjoyed the first half of this film. Kind of fell apart in the second half. Not enough to completely ruin it. No. Um, the the bar for good video game ad- adaptations is very low. Mm. Um, gotcha. But this, this kind of cleared it. I, I, I only gave it two stars on Letterboxd, but... I was going to say, do you... I was going to ask, do you stand by that on reflection? I do stand by that on reflection, yeah. Because the second half, I just like, I, I didn't, I didn't hate it. I just did not enjoy it. Mm. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I was just kind of, fair, if, you, if you're watching half the film and you don't mind, you know, it's good and half the film's rubbish, like, like 50, like out of five, like 50, two's nearly yeah. 50%, right? So that, that kind of yeah. makes sense. And literally you take out Ryan Reynolds and this film has nothing. Absolutely. I'll, I'll give you that. I will mm. give you that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, from, from almost, almost exclusively from top to bottom, uh, aside from him, can, the film felt completely miscast. I mean, they could afford to get some, some bigger justice Smith yeah. as, as your lead. Um, <laughs> uh, he was the, yeah, like I said, like the, literally the biggest thing he'd done up to that point was playing the comic relief in the second Jurassic world film. And he's only in that for like the first third of that film and then he's gone Blimey. um it just doesn't pop up again for the rest of the film uh so I, I i don't understand that and then literally the rest of the main cast tika sumpter natasha rothwell adam pally no i know i don't I have no idea who oh no hang on i'm looking at the wrong cast that's the sonic cast <laughs> <laughs> no so we've got justin um, smith catherine newton suki catherine waterhouse. newton suki waterhouse omar chaparro um, Chris, Chris Gear, yeah, uh, yeah. All these, I don't know who they are. I don't, I don't know the, who they are at all. And I'm sure they're very fine actors. Um, but you'd expect, uh, you know, a big, expensive animated film like this to have slightly more, I don't know, big names. I don't know. I don't know what I'm. I don't know what I'm. Th- what I'm. I'm thinking of. But at least the lead, you think, would be a bigger name than Justice Smith. No offense to Justice Smith. I'm sure he's a very fine actor. He's a very funny um, sort of... Uh, now watch Justice Smith know. make like some real massive Oscar bait film that's like massively lauded. Hey, maybe he's a very, very good uh, <laughs> serious actor. He, But he is very good as a uh, comic relief. Yeah. Um, he's got a very funny scream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So he's very good at that, but that's not leading character, no. leading you know, actor 
but material although i don't know i'm rambling now um <laughs> but yeah i enjoyed the first half the second half really didn't care for uh, a lot of wasted opportunities um i may have enjoyed the the second half of it more if you know they'd let bill nye properly ham it up um because that's always the best thing in like less than good films have either of you ever seen the last twilight film no no it's the only one of the twilight films i've seen um i think that's probably why i enjoyed it because it was completely out of context um but it's got michael sheen in it okay and he is like absolutely munching the scenery and he plays a vampire it's Oh yes, yeah. he plays like an incredibly old and incredibly powerful vampire, and he's loving it. Yeah, it's, it's so good. One, yeah. It's so good. Um, I wanted Bill Nye to do that, yeah, like he did in the Underworld films. Those films <laughs> are bad, but he's a joy to watch yeah. uh, because he's just, you know, so over the top. <laughs> or um, Charles Dance in uh, Dracula Untold. <laughs> These these like uh, old you know um, British thespians yeah. uh, really love to be in vampire films. It seems <laughs> terrible vampire films. Well, it's only the um, old thespians who would just say yes to everything. That's the thing, right? I know that. they're all like, I want to be Gary Oldman. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. But you guys enjoyed it, I, so I, like, what, like, I, like every time I see it. I thoroughly enjoy it for what it is. I'm not. I'm not going into this for like a real, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not a thinky movie, right? You're going into it to watch no. Sony Pokemon. Ryan Reynolds is doing his Ryan Reynolds thing, which is always massively endearing to me. I just, I, I love that anyway. And like you say, I, I like the facility bit. I kind of at that point, I'm normally checking my phone, and then by the time you you get past the kind of Mewtwo bit and back into the end, I'm back in again and. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm in for the ride. I'm in for the CG ride at the end. So, like I say, like, I I thoroughly enjoyed this. Like, like if if I was giving it like stars, it'd be like a three out of five for me. Like, just completely, you know, completely like you said, average, middle of the road, maybe a little bit of, like like you say, six out six sixty five seventy. You know, out of a mm-hmm. hundred. Nick, you loved it. But for a, for a video game film, this kind of marks the for me that the, the real kind of. The turning point of like you you can actually make something that's you Decent. know not got the greatest cast and still get away with it as long as yeah. you pick the right pick the right mood mm-hmm. you know so um, like you say if they'd have just picked the right mood if they'd have kept it in the city for the whole thing you know that, with that, that cast. if that facility was in a abandoned where under an abandoned warehouse by the docks yeah like that. That. Well, it didn't need to turn into like some gigantic. It, 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 they could have just kept it as a. What if it if it was just a classic noir story? Yeah. Like, um, Justice Smith's character's father. He he is his brain isn't inside Detective Pikachu, um, but he was de- in a P- Detective Pikachu with his partner, and that's why the son can understand it. Whatever. The father is dead. He's not. You know, yeah, whatever was in this film, he's actually and dead, and they're just investigating the his murder. Yeah. And it's and it's just a classic noir thriller, but with yeah, that but set in a Pokemon city. That would have been so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, do you know who else really loved this film? Who? 
quite a lot of people on Amazon.com. Uh, <laughs> I pulled up nice. some. I pulled up some five star reviews. Uh, <laughs> Knock uh, said best Pokemon movie since the first one. Uh, if you dislike this film, it's because you don't like Pokemon. <laughs> Story, pace, action, adventure, alluring was all there. Alluring. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's um, someone who's got a yeah, an unhealthy. Can I just uh, say as well? But set a bookmark. Can I just it. can I just put something in here? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, the second Pokemon movie was better than the first Pokemon movie. Well, you'll have to take that up with <laughs> knock. knock. <laughs> Um, Magdalena said, "Homie rules, little yellow cute ass thing." Five stars. <laughs> um, Lucy uh, said, gave the the title of her review, "Amazing," and then said, "Long intro until Pokemon are actually shown, but it's a good film. It's like, slightly really? down it's a little like a, bit. Like a ten, I went and like went back and checked minutes. it. Not even like it's, I would what, say five it's minutes. A minute. In no, fact, no, no, no. You know it's, it's it's a minute and forty seconds. I go. timed it. There you go. <laughs> There's a minute and forty seconds until you see so the you first see it's Pokemon. Cubone, isn't film. it? The first one. It's the Cubone, right? Uh, no, it's Mewtwo. Mewtwo. Oh, is it? Oh, yes, because it breaks out of the thing, doesn't it? I remember now. Yeah, and that's literally from pressing start on Netflix. To seeing the first Pokemon, so getting through all like legendary pictures and all the title mm-hmm. things and whatnot, a minute and forty seconds. But no, apparently that's too long for Lucy. Uh, and then finally, and this one had me scratching my head. Ash said, "Good family movie, Ash. really enjoyable." Ash, <laughs> yeah, no, Ash, Ash Ketchum, uh, really enjoyable movie for all the family. Kids enjoyed it as well as me and the misses. Dot dot dot. Okay. Well, the dot 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 is the, doing a lot dot, of interesting dot, work there. That's what I mean. The dot 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 at the end had me really confused. Mm. That's like I then went back we once the kids were asleep, I dressed up as Ash Ketchum and then my wife looked at me like strangely. <laughs> I dressed up as a licky tongue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was Just really, up, only uh, from the only from the waist up. Really <laughs> upset by that dot dot dot. Yeah. Um I hope they put the kids to bed first. Um, but yeah, that was just a handful of five-star reviews. Uh, I don't want to see some of the one-star reviews. I want to hear the oh, savagery. there's a lot. There's a lot. The bottom half of there's the There's a lot of that. one-star reviews. That, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of uh, one-star reviews, and none of them are succinct, shall we say. None of them are short. No. They're all very long. <laughs> uh, people who hated this film really hated this film. Uh, I'm kind of indifferent. But, yeah. but Nick, you loved it, right? I very much enjoyed the film. Good. But did you I'm enjoy glad. it more as a nostalgia piece than a... I, th- I think it, it you gets... Got, like you said, you revised it earlier. It definitely gets an extra at least half star, if not full star, for the nostalgia. Uh, yeah, it fair. does help as well that two of my favourite Pokemon are Pikachu and Psyduck, and they're both in the film. So no, it feels almost like it was made... They, that was the, the Pokemon were cast for me, almost. Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, that definitely, and there's there's Charmander in there as well, and there's a magic so, yeah. It's focused magic out of the arse, this film. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, it's kind of focus grouped to that first sort of generation that yeah. you know I everyone yeah. knows and loves, but particularly you know my generation, I suppose. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. good. Yeah, nice. Yep, yeah, agree. Um, I guess the next film we'll be doing will be the Sonic movie, as that's yeah. currently available to watch on streaming platforms as well. Okay. And I'll be keeping an eye out to see how many Seinfeld jokes there are in that film. 
Um, Did you notice as well the um, when he first walks into his dad's office? There's that movie playing, which is from Home Alone. I know it's not from Home Alone. Yeah, it's very rem- reminiscent. But it's the Home Alone movie. movie. Everyone knows it's the what, Home Alone. What, the one they, they they made that film up? That's not a real film. Is it not? Yeah. No, it's not a real film. No. So it is from Home the, Alone. Uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Yeah, yeah it's that not that one. But it's very similar. It's a black and white. No, it is that film. Is it that film? I need to go back and check that. If it is, that's not a real film. It's the yeah. one from the Angels. first movie, not the second uh, yeah, movie. Um, Angels with Dirty Faces. Okay, so that was definitely playing... I'm, I'm yeah, just that's a that's a f- that's a fake film, right? That's that, they just made that for Home Alone, I think, because they couldn't get clearance for another film or whatever. Or yeah, it is the fictional movie from Home Alone. Yeah, Angels with Filthy Souls. Angels, of, uh, sorry, Angels with Dirty Faces is an actual film. Uh, ah, okay, uh, that's a Jimmy Cagney film. Yeah, Angels with Filthy Souls. Sorry, yeah. So the director said. Like a- that they were putting together the assembly. Oh, it is an Easter egg. We needed yeah. something, and I hadn't figured out what I was going to put on the TV yet. It was always scripted. There was a film, like a noiry detective film, there. Just as a laugh, we yeah. got the movie that they shot for Home Alone off of YouTube and put it in their attempt, but we could never beat it. It got to the point of being, well, why don't we try and license it because it's so good? And then they, nice. it is, it is great. They miraculously like, got it oh, cleared. Yeah. So yeah, I, I Merry yeah. Christmas, you filthy animals. There you go. A happy New day. Year. Yeah. <laughs> so that means that Detective Pikachu is a Christmas film. <laughs> um, ye- or yeah, it's I at mean, least set in that universe. Mm. Oh, there it's you go. set in the same universe as Home Alone, which is crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite funny. Oh, You're man. watching Home Alone, <clears throat> just like you know, mm. uh, completely. Uh, you know, Chimchar comes flying through the window. Completely different topic, but have you seen there's a new Home Alone film and it's terrible? Oh, yeah. There's yeah. been several terrible Home Alone films. This one has got no, this uh, one's been Ashling B in. Yeah. Oh, no. It's got Ashling B and the kid from Jojo Rabbit. Oh, no. And, and Pete Holmes as well, right? Yeah. And it's genuinely terrible. Like, And she's doing an English accent. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I've only seen bits from YouTube of. of uh, someone ripped it apart, basically. I'm sure I saw a clip, and she's doing like a posh English accent, mm. <laughs> and it's weird. Um, yeah, I'll oh do. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Overall, uh, not a bad film, not a bad attempt. Um, didn't quite stick the landing. A lot better uh, I wish than a lot had... of other video game yeah. movies. This is, but I wish they had the... definitely the most enjoyable film I've watched for a Ballyhoo. Beats every single Uwe yeah. Boll attempt at a video game. I mean, if you never have you uh, never seen? Um, actually, I don't know if it was a new Ray Wall film, uh, <laughs> Alone in the Dark with Christian Slater. No, actually, I don't know if that is a new Ray Wall film. But um, he's a uh, Ray Wall's made some incredible, incredible films um, for like just sheer, Audacity. not just like how terrible the 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 script and everything is, but like incredibly bad technical things like um a dolly shot where the camera's moving away uh and he leaves the tracks in so you can (laughs) see the tracks of the dolly (laughs) in the final film and they don't go back and like paint it out or whatever um like lots of like boom mics in shot and things like that love it he's such a sloppy filmmaker um brilliant 
what was I going to say? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I just yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. I just wish they had had the confidence to like fully commit to the film noir premise that it started with, mm. instead of having to go all like bombastic towards the end. Yeah, uh, that would have been really cool. But I'm a sucker for film noir, so I don't know. But yeah, anyway, cool. Any 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 final thoughts? Not from me. No, I like no. the film. I would watch it again. Sure. Magic Carp is cool. Um, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, what did you think of it? Um, let us know on Twitter, uh, twitter.com forward slash lapsedgamer. I think that's how Twitter works, right? Yeah. Which real, search real to life Pokemon gamer. would you like to? Uh, yeah, if you could have a pet Pokemon, pet Pokemon, yeah. what would it be and why is it Lickitung? Why is it not Pikachu? <laughs> <laughs> Sure, why not? Um, I love an electric rat. Uh, <laughs> or is he a squirrel? I don't know. He is a rat. Um, yeah, let us know on uh, on Twitter which uh, what your favourite Pokemon pet would be. But also, if you like this film but or not, it's got to be um, a real, like one that looks like it would be real life, like in the po- in po- Detective Pikachu, not like yeah, mm-hmm. you know, hand hand drawn. It's got to be one of those really weird off off brand one. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, but that's about it. Not thanks very sure. much for listening, <laughs> gentlemen. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Um, Cheers. I guess we'll reconvene to talk about the Sonic movie at some point. Yeah. In the new year. <laughs> in the definitely in the new year. Yeah. We've worked up enough courage to watch it. And then can we watch a good film? I, or at I'm least what I, what I think is a decent film, like Warcraft. Warcraft. Yeah, 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 I've got it downloaded, so let's do that. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, I don't know. It makes sense to do Sonic uh, yeah, next. Sonic back, back to back animated nonsense, and then we'll do Warcraft. Cool. Nice. Cool. All right. All right. Well, yeah, thanks very much for listening, thanks and for we'll listening. catch you on the next episode. Ta-da! Bye! Bye.